Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so excited about the series we've been doing all through this month titled Kingdom Culture. Kingdom Culture. So I'm going to like continue um, from all the foundation that has been laid by all the speakers in the first two weeks. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, today we're going to look at, we're going to go into, into it a bit deeper and um, a bit personal for everyone. Um, the first thing I want to say is that Jesus did not really preach um, the gospel of born again. Okay, very important. Jesus did not preach the gospel of born again. Even though, yes, from John 3, 3, Jesus was the one that used the term, except a man be born again. But you need to understand that it wasn't really a gospel of born again. Born again was just the door. Born again is like the entrance. What Jesus really preached is the gospel of the kingdom. So, in fact, what he was saying to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the real issue is the kingdom of God, not being born again. We have kind of um, laid a lot of emphasis on being born again, which is, which is not bad, which is good. All right? However, the essence of being born again is so that we can now operate in the kingdom of God. So that we can now operate in what? The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So Jesus did not preach the gospel of born again. He actually preached the gospel of the kingdom. Same with John the Baptist and co-and-co. They kept saying things like, um, behold, the ki- beware, uh, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is at hand. Okay. So, um, we have a kingdom, um, and um, that kingdom simply means a domain that has, a, uh, a domain that a king has, all right? King's domain. That's what kingdom is. A king's domain. A king's domain. That's what kingdom is in summary. All right? And um, our king is clearly God. Do we understand? So what God is trying to do by bringing Jesus on the earth to die for us is to make us to be born again into the kingdom of God. We were first born naturally into the kingdom of man. But now by Christ... We are now born again, second born. We are now born again into a kingdom that is ruled by God. That's the summary. The kingdom that is ruled by God. And why is that powerful? That is powerful because every kingdom is characterized by the qualities of the king. So it is that king that determines how the kingdom will look. Every kingdom is a reflection of the king. Every, every family is a reflection of the parents in that family. Every community is a reflection of the leaders of that community. That's how it works. So, we're living the natural kingdom to be born again into God's kingdom because we will now want to, it, it's now it's going to be governed by God. So, that's, that's how it works. So, it, it, there is a war going on and a battle of kingdoms. There is a war going on. So, the same way there is a kingdom of God, the Bible makes us understand that there is a kingdom of darkness. The same way there is a kingdom of God, the Bible makes us understand that there is a kingdom of darkness. 
So you will see things like we were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the, his, the kingdom of his dear son. <laughs> Praise God. So there's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of, God, of, of, of Christ. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of darkness, of course, is characterized by the prince of darkness, which is Satan. Hallelujah. That's as it works. That kingdom of darkness is being led and cheered by Satan himself. And Satan's mission statement is simple. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. Very simple. John 10.10 tells us that. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And then there's a kingdom of God that wants to give us life and give us life more abundantly. So, it's a battle of kingdoms. This is important, guys. Just follow me. This is important because you need to realize that you are at war. There is no neutral point. You, are, you can't be neutral. Nobody is neutral. Yeah, but it's neutral. I don't care what you do. Say, I'm just an entertainer, I'm just an actor, I'm just a banker, I'm just a lawyer. You are at war. Every kingdom <laughs> has doctors. The army, they have, medic, they have doctors, they have the medical part of the army. But those guys, when they go to the battlefront, they are aware that they are at war. <laughs> so just the enemy will still shoot them. Enemy will still bomb them like any other soldier. So we are at war. Okay, I'm trying to, I have to be fast because there's a lot to cover, guys. All right, so... We're at war. Everybody's at war. And it's simple. Satan is trying to destroy. God is trying to give life. That's all that's happening here. And everybody's involved. Every single human being is involved. You are a target. And you are also part of the army at the same time. Okay. So, it's a battle of kingdoms. Both kingdoms wants to, want to reign here on the earth. Both kingdoms want to reign on the earth. Um, God originally put man in charge of the earth. Satan used tricks to collect it from Adam and Eve, but God still left us here that are believers so that we can, you know, occupy. He just came back to take that victory so we can, you know, stay and establish God's kingdom here. That's why he said, go into all the earth or go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and initiating them into this invisible kingdom. (laughs) That's all he's saying. That was the last command Jesus gave before he left. He said, look, guys, go into all the world. Teach all nations about the kingdom. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right? Baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And initiate them. That's the summary. Initiate them into the kingdom. It's an invisible kingdom, but it's a real kingdom nonetheless. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Hmm. I'm trying my best not to make it complicated so that you can get it. And that scripture that says go into all the world, the world there is at nose. It's talking about, that's the Greek word, at nose. It's talking about basically your own world. It doesn't mean you have to go into, you know, you have to now. I mean, uh, there's no way I can go into all the world, literally. Is somebody get what I'm saying? There's no way. Yeah, there's some ministers that are well-traveled, but I don't know any minister that has gone to every single country to preach. And if you go to preach, how many minutes will you spend? So that's not really what the idea is. The idea is that, look! Go to your own world. Now, there are people, that, of course, that will travel to other nations. That's fine. But largely, they are saying, look, every human being, every Christian, every believer, if you know you are a real believer, he said, you must go to your own world. 
Go to your own world and teach the nations. Go to your own world and teach the nations. Go into your own world and teach. So if you're a medical doctor, that place now becomes your world. That hospital becomes your world. That medical field becomes your world. If you're a lawyer, that legal field becomes your world. It becomes your ethnose. It's a group of people that have something in common. In, I mean, you will gain more success teaching or speaking to lawyers as a lawyer than me as a pastor. Many of your colleagues will never hear me, but they will hear you. <laughs> they might not relate to what I'm preaching, but they will relate to what you are preaching. Especially if your lifestyle tarries with what you're preaching. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, you go into your own world. Hey, Mr. Entertainer. <laughs> Mr. Actor. Mrs. Comedian. Or whatever it is you are. Miss Presenter. Hey, you must realize that there's a mandate on your life. There is a mandate on your life. May you not get to heaven and, and be shocked that there was a mandate on your life all along. Very, very important. So, there is actually no circular work. Many people think the pastor is the one called to ministry. Me, I'm just a lawyer. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pastor is the one called to do ministry. Me, I'm just a doctor. The pastor is the one called to do ministry. I'm just a dancer. <laughs> no. There is no circular work for spiritual people. Is somebody get what I'm saying? There is no circular work for spiritual people. There is no circular work for spiritual people. If you're a spiritual person, whatever you do now becomes spiritual. That job you do is now your mission field. That job you do is now your mission field. That job you do is now your mission field. This is important, guys. There's no circular work. I'm just a banker. You must be kidding me. They didn't send you just to die just to make you a banker, guys. <laughs> you could have been a banker all by yourself. See, God's purpose is never dead end. That's what you must realize. God's purpose is never dead end. There must be a continuity of his purpose on the earth. He doesn't bless you for you to just be blessed. You know, the way Nigerian Christians pray and how we live is tiring for me. It's very tiring and almost annoying. Because we just rally ourselves just to receive material blessings day in, day out. It's just annoying, literally. I don't know if we'll ever get it. I don't know if we'll ever get it with the, with the, with the, with the way it's going. I don't know if we'll ever get it. This is why people say things like, we have so many churches, we have so many Christians in Nigeria, nothing's changing. Is this reason? Because the Christian is thinking that the reason why we come to church and the reason why we preach and the reason why we pray is just to get one more material blessing. This is what the Christian thinks. This is what the Christian thinks. So he's so obsessed with prayer for it to receive. And unbelievers receive these things you are fasting for without even prayer, just by working. It's a waste of life. If what you are planning to do with your life is just to live, eat, I mean, walk, eat, marry, have children, and die, if that is what you are planning to do, we can actually write your, what do they call that thing when somebody, uh, is it autobiography or? The one that is not auto, what is it? Basically, we can write the story of your life now. 
if this is your, we can write, we don't have to wait for you to leave it or to die. We can just sit down and write, this man, John, is going to go to school. He's going to graduate with a pass. He's going to <laughs> marry Jane. They will have two children, one boy, one girl. They will go to a good school. They will marry, buy one house, and die. This is your life. This is what you want to spend the suffering we are suffering here for. Just to <laughs> live it and die. No, there has to be more. So there is no secular work. You are a minister of the gospel. Let's read some scriptures quickly. Let's read some scriptures. Second uh, Corinthians, let's start from there. So Second Corinthians chapter 5. You are a minister of the gospel. I am not the only minister of the gospel here. Every child of God is called to ministry. Right from the beginning, God told Moses, tell Pharaoh to let my people go that they may serve me. <laughs> not that they may eat. Say that they may serve me. The reason why God wants you blessed and free is so that he can use you for his kingdom purpose. Because if you are too broke and bound, you might not be too used. But if you are free and blessed... You can serve. The, the blessing is not the end point. The car is not the end point. The position is, if you think that's the end point, this is a horrible life. He said, if it's only in this life we have hope, we have all men most miserable. If you are suffering this life just so that you can eat, how does that even make sense to you? Let me move quickly. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Next verse. It says, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus' God's purpose, to reconcile us to himself by Jesus Christ. He said, and had given unto us. This was not written to pastors, this is to everybody. He said, he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So, hey, let me look at your neighbor and say, hello, pastor. <laughs> no, 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 look at the person. Say, hello, evangelist. <laughs> say hello apostle no 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 you, you there are many of you that are apostles you are just an apostle of preaching you are apostle in business you are apostle in real estate you are apostle in medical field but you are also an apostle you need to know what we're talking about your purpose is not engineering i'm sorry that is not your purpose your purpose is not medical uh, practice that's not your purpose your purpose is not acting <laughs> They ask me, what's your purpose? Hey, my purpose is to be an actor. No, that's not your purpose. There's no such purpose in scripture. Your purpose is to be an engineer. There's no such purpose. Those things you are mentioning are your platforms, not your purpose. They are your platforms, not your purpose. Your purpose is to reconcile men to God. That's it. That's your purpose, to reconcile men to God. And the platform by which you will do it is your medical practice. The platform which you will do it is your legal practice. The platform God gave you to do it is your gift of dancing, your gift of acting. That is just the platform. That is not the purpose. Your purpose cannot be acting. How is that the purpose? Purpose is, I mean, is let me say, to what purpose is the acting? That's what I'm, like, let's say that way. To what purpose is the acting? You, that acting can't be the purpose. Said the purpose is to make people happy. Really? Are you ice cream? <laughs> we don't need you to lay your life into acting to make people happy. We can just buy them ice cream. Send them a lot. That's not it. Those things you are calling purpose is your platform. Your purpose 
is to reconcile men to God. Your purpose is to advertise your God. Look at Peter. First Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2 9. Look at this, guys. I hope somebody will get it today. Oh, come many of you have come to church? You, can't, you hardly even come to church. In your mind, church is a distraction. In your mind, church is just something you do. Some of you say, Did I come to church? Because somebody's going to ask you, Why didn't you come? You don't get it. You are also a minister of the gospel. It's like me, the pastor, not coming to church. You are a minister of the gospel. You, and they will hold you accountable, my brother. They will hold you accountable, my sister. Trust me, they will hold you accountable. You can't make any excuses. I think Pastor K is one sent to reach the world. Oh, yeah, right. You are sent to do what? <laughs> to have fun. <laughs> Look at this. He said, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. And ho- Look at, look at the thing they are calling you. They are hailing you all this hailing to tell you the way you are going. He said, you are a chosen generation. You are chosen out of other generations. He said, you are a royal priesthood. Hmm. See, t- take note of that word, royal priesthood. Take note. They are basically saying kings and priests. I will show you on that one. He said, you are an holy nation, a special nation. That's what holy means. He said, you are a peculiar people. Some of you actors here, are you peculiar? Yeah, you're, you're acting the same thing they're acting. They're kissing and smooshing and naked in film. You're, acting, you're not peculiar. If you're collecting bribes and doing those things, you're not peculiar. You're the same. That's not you're the same. How are you peculiar? <laughs> Something some of you even post is because you think you're not a pastor. Say, pastors can't post this, but me, I can. You're a pastor. <laughs> you will see heaven. Just wait. He said, he said, you're a peculiar people. Say, why? Why is all this healing? They're healing you. He said, that you should show forth the praises. They didn't say sing the praises. They didn't say sing the praises. They said, show forth the praises of him that have called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. So you are supposed to demonstrate God's kingdom. You show forth. That means you live your life in a way that people will praise God. The nakedness you are posting on your page, is that bringing praise to God or is bringing lust to the hearts of men? Those jokes that are dirty jokes that you post, is it bringing praises to your maker or bringing foolishness to people? Hmm. I have to move quickly. So, your, your purpose is reconciling men to God. It's demonstrating kingdom. That's your purpose. Your platform is the circular job you do. So just, your, your circular job is just paying the bills for you to do your purpose. Your circular practice is just paying the bills. All our resident pastors have day jobs. So basically, the world is paying for kingdom work. That's what's happening. Their circular job is just paying their bills for them to do kingdom work. That's how it works. That's what we're trying to tell you. Your that thing you are calling your purpose is your platform. It's not your purpose. Your purpose is reconciling men to God. So you need, you need to check if you are fulfilling purpose or not. It's up to you to do your own assessment by yourself. The Bible says examine yourself. Okay, let's move further. So it's a battle of kingdoms. And what God wants is for his kingdom. You remember in, um, let, let me show you one more. Um, Revelations uh, that says we are kings and priests. I think that's five. Revelation five, yes. It says, and he has made us unto our God kings and priests. Royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. Kings and priests. Royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. Kings and priests. And we shall do what? Reign on the earth. Where are we reigning? He says on the earth. God's kingdom. We will demonstrate. Take note. That's why he said kings and priests. There is a reason why he didn't, wasn't priest and king. There's a reason why it is royal priesthood. 
there's a reason. Listen, guys, this is important. The reason is because, and that's why Jesus was also called kings of king, I'm king of kings. So Jesus doesn't mind you being a king, but he's the king of kings. The reason is this, why king comes for priest, is that as a king, you become the best in your field. You become one of the best in your fields. So you, this is the motivation why you should be the best. You are not trying to be the best to earn a lot of money. That can't be the reason. If you do that, then you're just a greedy man like an unbeliever. And if you do that without kingdom perspective, you will steal to do it. You will do shortcuts. You will bypass processes. You will cheat to do it because it's just about getting the goal. This is why we have loads of Christians not living right. They don't understand at all why they're even trying to succeed. You're not entering this Lagos traffic and all this stress just to earn more money. That's not the reason. It's to become the best. Why? So that you can show forth the praises. So he said, you become the king in that field. If you're a banker, you must get to the top. Not just so that you, you, you get accolades. Not so that they'll give you S-class as MD or whatever, whatever. Not that they'll clap for you, no. It's so that when you become the king, you also become the priest. When you become the king, the highest place of what you do, you now connect those people, all the people in that your own kingdom. For instance, if you're the bank MD, everybody under you is like a kingdom. You're like a king there. You control things. You can use your pen to sack people and employ people in one swipe. You become like a king in that industry. Then you become a priest. You connect them to the kingmaker, to the king of kings. So you must first be a, a, a king. You, become, you, you gain influence when you try to be a king. Then you now connect them to God. So king first, then priest. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's difficult to be a good priest if you're not yet a king. Because nobody will answer you. You say, this, this loser, this failure. What, do you, what God are you talking about? Is somebody getting what I'm saying, guys? All right. Hmm. Let's try and move. I'm, I'm just trying to make them move faster. So, um, let's read a few other scriptures. It's a battle of kingdoms. So, God, what God wants is that for his own kingdom to be enthroned, enthroned above all the kingdoms of the earth. So, there are many kingdoms of the earth, but God wants his own mountain of his own kingdom to be above all. Let's, let's read that. Um, I think that's Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. Yes, it said, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. It said, and all nations shall flow onto it. Look at this. It said, in the last days. When is the last days, guys? No, I didn't hear you. I said, when is the last days? We are in the last days. Now is the last days. We're in the last days, guys. It said, in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of all the mountains. He said, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Give me the next verse. Give me the next verse. He said, and many people shall go and say, come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. We will walk in his paths. For, our, for, for out of Zion shall go forth the Lord, and the word, that was, you see, people will come when they see the Lord's house exalted. They will come naturally to it. That's what they're trying to say, guys. And it's you that will do it, not pastor. <laughs> Ephesians 4 mentions what my own job is as a, as a pastor. It's, my, it's in Ephesians 4. He says, my job is to prepare you to go and do your ministry. <laughs> That's my work. Is that every Sunday is like a gym. Where are all my gym instructors in the house? <laughs> every, sun, every Sunday is gym. So I'm preparing you to go and do ministry. Not to go and get more money. You don't need me to pray to get money. You, you can go. That's not what I'm here for, really. Glory to God. Mm. Revelations 11.15. Quickly. 
Quickly. It says, and the seven angels sounded. There was a great voice in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world. So you see, so they are kingdoms of this world. He said, those kingdoms will become the kingdoms of our Lord. Do you see? So we, it's a battle of kingdoms. They are kingdoms of this world. We will now make those kingdoms the kingdom of our God and of his Christ and shall reign forever and ever. So that's what's happening, a battle of kingdoms. Now, um, they were able to establish by both prophecy and sound study of both human life and scripture that there are seven areas where culture is determined. Seven areas that determines culture amongst human beings. And actually, they were able to say that every other area falls under the seven, one way or the other. And that these are the seven that Christians should practice. Now, there might be more than seven, but these seven were established and we're going to just focus on it. And they were trying to say that if Christians can actually, like, you know, take charge of these seven areas... If Christians can take charge of these seven areas that, you know, we would kind of, you know, be able to win or, or be able to push God's kingdom on, you know, on every other kingdom on the earth. Hmm. This is powerful. There are seven areas, seven areas that establishes God's kingdom. I'll run through them and I want you to write this or take note of this. The first one is media. The first one is media. The media. The media. These are seven areas that form culture, that determine culture. And that's what we're actually trying to do by kingdom culture. We want to bring down our kingdom's way of doing things. That's what kingdom also is. It said, let's bring God's way of doing things in every area of life. So these seven areas that I'm going to mention, what, what we want to do is to bring God's way, God's opinion, God's perspective, God's way of doing these seven areas will change the earth. And if we don't take over these seven areas, Satan's way of doing things is what is presently controlling the seven areas. Interestingly, Satan's way of doing things is controlling the seven areas. So we, we are actually... You know, trying to take over back what God has given us and now establish God's rule, which means God's way of doing things in these seven area, areas. I don't know if it's making sense to you. Hallelujah. Mm. Okay. The seven areas, number one, is media. What is media? Media is basically um, TV, radio, Social media. This is all social media. YouTube, Instagram, um, you know, everything you want to imagine. Twitter, TikTok, media. Media is so powerful because, number one, it has unlimited reach. Media is always reaching millions of people per time. Always reaching millions of people per time. Media is too powerful. I can never forget the time. Many years ago, when we're doing, you know, I was still doing Love It and Marriage then. I wanted to have a program on a national stadium, the indoor sports hall. I think, um, you know, massive program, Lagos City-wide program. We wanted to do buses to come from every part of town. We wanted to, you know, um, rent equipment or buy uh, rent equipment. You know, by the time we, and the flyers, we'll print millions of flyers that will go around every corner of Lagos. By the time we're doing the pricing and the logistics, we're not even this big as a church then. So by the time we're doing the logistics of the cost, of that program, I mean, our faith was just failing. Because it was going to cost millions and millions and millions. Renting all those buses 
was millions. Printing the flyer that will be millions was millions. Um, equipments will need the logistics, light, sound, different things. By the time we're, we're getting stressed and stressed as, we're, as the day was coming, and the Holy Ghost just told me one day, he said, how many, then we had a TV program. He said, how many people do you plan to put in the indoor sports hall? I said, it's 5,000 seater. That was going to be massive that time. 5,000. God said, how many people do you think you reach on television every Sunday that your program airs? Because then we're on Silverbird every Sunday afternoon. I said, millions of people. God said, <laughs> you want to spend millions of naira to talk to 5,000 people for a few hours. Compare that to sitting in your house and sleeping in the afternoon, but on media, you're talking to way more millions of people than that, and you're, even, you're never leaving your house. And then that our program on TV then was global. Everywhere I went to, even in the world, I was even in London, in Dubai, people were telling me that they watch my program, they've they seen my program, the TV program there, around the country there. That's the power of media. Media would have reached America while uh, physical outreach is still living the streets. Do you understand what I'm saying? Media would have gone around the world and back. But physical movement is still on the same street, knocking door to door. <laughs> Somebody get what I'm saying? So media is powerful. Satan knows this. That's why he's called the prince of the power of the air. He understands the power of airwaves. <laughs> so most of the TV stations are controlled by people that are controlled by Satan. They don't know it. If you are not directly functionally controlled by God, there's only one other power controlling you. That's how it works. There's no option. It's not that you have 10. It's not the 10 option thing. It's two options. If you're not constantly pushing the kingdom of God, you're pushing the other kingdom. Whether you will call it humanism, humanism. You will call it many things. <laughs> it, well, no, it doesn't matter what you call it. I'll explain to you why it's like that. Satan, let, let me even just explain it now. Satan doesn't, he's not selective with lies. Let me explain. There's only one truth. There's only one truth. That's why Jesus Christ said, I'm the way the truth. He didn't say a truth. He said the truth and the life. There's only one truth. He said the truth and the truth is God. The truth is God's word and everything God stands for and everything God believes, which is in the Bible. That's the truth. Lies, on the other hand, <laughs> are not limited. There can be a hundred lies. So Satan is spoiled for choice. He doesn't have to use one lie. We have one truth about every issue. There's only one truth. But Satan doesn't have to stick to one lie. So what he does is that he uses a lie that will be appealing to the group he wants to deceive. So he can use two different lies for two different people. As long as it's not the truth, it's okay. He can use any lie. So for instance, part of his plans to kill people in civilized nations like America, the lie he uses for them is that abortion is not a sin. That's what he uses there. Apart from the homosexuality and other lies he will use. But he will use abortion is not a sin. Kill babies. In fact, they, they have, they've passed laws in those, most of those countries that the government even funds free abortion. That's the lie he will use in America. But he can't use that same lie in Arab nations. <laughs> he can't. Arab nations don't condone adultery. They will stone you to death. They don't condone homosexuality. They will stone you to death. So he can't go and use that lie there. What's the lie he will use there? Terrorism. Let's hate Jews, let's hate Christians, let's hate anybody that doesn't believe what we believe. So he will use religious kind of lies there. But the end point is that people are dying on both places. That's the end point. That, he, has, he has come, what's Satan's um, mission statement again? We said it earlier on, John 10, 10, what's it? The enemy has come to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. 
So he, does, he, he can use it. I can shoot you with a gun. I can stab you with a knife. They are both killing. I don't have to only stick to gun. I can even poison you. I don't have to still to stick to knife. That's what Satan is doing. So in America, he uses liberalism. But he pushes it by media. He uses liberalism. You are free. Do whatever you like. Marry anything. Goat. If you want to marry goat, marry goat. Who say you can marry goat? That's what he uses. He ignores freedom appeals to them. America is land of the free, land, how do they say it? Land of the free, land of the brave, I don't know. But th- th- that's what he uses, what, what, what you appeal to them. But when he goes on this other side, Middle East, he can't go and tell them marry good. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to him. He's strategic with his lies. I wish we too can become so strategic with our truth. He's strategic with his lies. So they have found out, with all the things going on in the Middle East, fighting in Syria, fighting in Iraq, recent one in Afghanistan that is going on, do you know? All those deaths in that place is still not up to the amount of deaths of abortion. <laughs> you know, you would think there's war. Hey, I'm afraid. No, he's even killing more people here with abortion than with bomb. But to you, bomb is the more dangerous. No, he, he's versatile. He uses everything he can use. So you, the numbers of aborted kids in America is more than people that have died in the whole Middle East put together. All the war going on there. And almost all, all their countries have issues. I know someone's getting what I'm saying. That's Satan for you. And that's the power of media. Media will tell you the truth they want you to believe. They will keep pushing that narrative. So now we saw, we also saw that Superman now is gay. The Superman all of us grew up watching. That was muscular, masculine. Fly, carry car, carry everything. His son, I think, or something, is now gay. They'll put the picture for you, in case you've not seen it. They'll put the picture down for you. He, his, his son is now gay, kissing on that male media. And we can shout all we want. As long as they control the media, they will f- have first right to preach to your children their own gospel. Because you, every time your children are disturbing, you send them to go and watch tab, go and watch TV. You need to ask who is preaching and what gospel is being preached. That's the power of media. We must take back media. We're going to do something from next Sunday. We're even going to start from this Sunday. They're going to announce it after the message. Because we want to find out Everybody needs to belong to one of these seven areas and you'll find out how you can contribute, how you can make a difference. This is why we're here. This is why we're making money. This is why we're working, not to eat. Media, I don't want to waste time because there's so much to cover. But you see, even people like Netflix and co. There was one movie Netflix did some years ago, last year or so, where toddlers were twerking. They were wearing this and they were twerking. The whole world was shouting, but you see, they're the owner of the media. They will preach what they want to preach. If we don't go and own those stations, if we don't go and own those things, let's stop praying for bread and butter. Let's stop this every day begging God to give us bread and butter. Let's start thinking bigger. Let's start praying for God to give us kingdoms and not just give us chinchin. We're wasting all our time praying for chinchin. But the unbelievers understand that if you have the kingdom, you can open a bakery to bake chinchin as much as you want. We Christians are just too, 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 too funny. Hmm. That's media. So TV stations, social media, you know, um, build. That's why if you notice those of you that follow me, some of you, you are even in this church, you don't follow me on social media. I don't even know what you are doing. You think we are playing. That's why my page, I, I intentionally try to build them, all my pages, to build followership. It's not just for, it's not, they're not following me anywhere. It's so that there could be a voice that is still speaking scripture. A lot of the big pages, let's use for our country, are not Christian pages. They just preach anything. They even use it to scandalize ministers of the gospel. I wish 
some of these guys that on this big page were really Christians that understand kingdom, not just uh, confessing Christian. I mean, practicing Christian. They are different. Everybody's a Christian in Mount. I'm talking about practicing Christian. So that's why we should build pages. Those of, those of you here that have good followership on Instagram, you need to decide today whether it's a kingdom page or it's your own page. May you be able to save your followers. So if you know you can't save them, better connect them to the person that can save them. God, I don't know where they're following you to. So they're your followers. I have 100,000 followers. Thank you. Where are they following you to? If you have nowhere to take them to, please connect them to somebody that said, follow me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just say, follow me and I will make you. Mm. Glory to God. I, I, I don't want to waste too much time. But this is media. We need to build it. Okay. There was one post that had a short salvation message. I, I, I did an interview with um, William Suchemba and um, Banky W and others. So there was one Reels. They'll probably show you, show you the, the, the clip. No, not the clip, but just the, the post and how it looks. It had, it had about 500,000 views on my page, on my Instagram page, 500,000 views. For me, I was not clapping about the views. I was clapping because 500,000 people. Do you understand what that is? 500,000 people have heard a short message on the gospel. 500,000 people. How many people are in this hall? Barely a thousand or something. So imagine 500,000 people. See all the work we have to do to reach 1,000 people. Light, speaker, this, this. That thing was just one post. It got 500 people. So my YouTube channels have some posts that are about 500,000 um, views. That's the power of media. Satan knows it. But he pushes what he wants to push. Do you know how they did the genocide in Rwanda? It's by radio. People were just, somebody was just constantly, you know, brainwashing everybody about the other tribe that they wanted them to attack. Every day, just talking, talking. I'm following you, everybody carry cutlass. I went to kill that tribe. You understand? Satan understands the power of media. And that genocide, millions of people died. Number two, second area. I have to move faster now. Second area. Government. Government is the second area that determines people's lives. Government. Wow. I've got, I, don't have, I don't even have to waste time on this one. Government. Many of you have the passion and the body. And you don't have to start from presidency. Let's stop all this joke we do. You've not even run anything. You want to start from presidency. Where, where, where do you... Even, even in America that they have a, 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 a proper a political system. How many times have you seen a non-entity just go from zero to presidency? Most of the presidents they've had were senators. Most of them were senators or vice presidents, things like that. You go through a structure. Nothing in life starts from zero. I mean, I don't, know how, I don't know how we think as Christians sometimes. It's like somebody now that has zero say, what's his dream? He says to challenge the richest man in the world. No, you're not going to do that. Challenge the richest man in your street. Challenge the richest man in your neighborhood first. It's not going to happen. It's not likely to happen. If you want to go into politics, can you start from something smaller that you really can muscle resources to win and start growing and building a reputation, building a name? I see people just come from nowhere. I want to run for president. Run, run. Let me see how you want to run. Which leg are you using to run this run? We've left it for unbelievers. And whoever controls government controls all the other even six mountains. Because they can make one policy. <laughs> Didn't they ban Twitter? Imagine you are heavyweight uh, on Twitter. One guy can get upset in government and shut your whole operations down. And even arrest you on top of it. You see the power of government now is superior to media. Even though they are all powerful. Twitter was banned in this country. Over something that we all don't think is... That important. People's livelihood and businesses were affected. Mm. So government, we need to go into it. 
whoever runs the government determines. That's where they make policies, um, you know, LGBT policies, making same-sex marriage legal. Somebody say, but what does that have? That doesn't matter. Anybody can marry who they want. You are not kingdom yet. Is that God's way of doing things? That's what, remember, that's what kingdom means. God's way of doing things. What God believes. Is that God's way of doing things? If men were married men, you would not be born, sir. With your big argument, you won't be here. <laughs> I don't want to tell you where you will be. <laughs> I don't want to tell you where you will be, to be rude. But you will not be here. Mm, you would have ended up in a different uh, vacuum. A different bowl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Somebody get what I'm saying? Mm, because some Christians don't know this. So why are we arguing? They can let them do it. Like, yeah, you are kidding. You must be kidding me. Because you don't know you're a pastor. Think you're an entertainer. Mm. So, government. I have to move fast. Third area. And everybody in this church, we're going to break into groups, and you're going to identify which, which of them do you feel God is calling you to participate in. And you're going to start asking what does God wants you to do. We're going to break into groups and all that. They'll give you the loader. Number three. Um, economy. Economy. We know that whoever controls money controls things. Money is important. Even money sometimes is superior to even government power because it's money that puts people in government and removes people in government. Money is important. Whoever controls money controls things. You can do a lot with money. So economy covers if you are into business, you are working, you are earning money, all this kind of thing. Economy. You are controlling the economy. All right? So most all of us fall into this in one way or the other. All the people in corporate world, all the people in businesses, you are under economy. That's where you are. I have to move quickly. Number next. I don't know what number I mean now. Number next. It should be four or five, I think. The next number is celebration. They call it celebration. It's under the Seven Mountain Prophecies. Some of you need to get that book. Um, it's a popular book. Seven Mountain Prophecy. So, number next is celebration. Celebration covers entertainment, arts, music, movies, fashion. Hmm, Satan too has, has occupied that one. Satan has occupied that one. Seriously. So it's that mean the fashion must be naked. Exposing body parts. Tell me, what's there? If somebody wants to go naked, what does it do? <laughs> I don't have time to teach all these things today, but let me try. Listen, listen. When you stir up aspects of people they are even trying to manage, you become an instrument of Satan. When you stir up lust and stir up inordinate affections in people, Things like pornography, for instance, they are staying up in ordinate affection. As a counselor, you know how many people we have to deal with that can't have sex? I, I've, I've dealt with people that are married, some of them married for years, years. They can't, as in, from beginning of the marriage till years, they can't have sex. Why? The man or woman, the only sex, the only way they can get aroused is from all these obscene methods of sex. I don't know, they call it BDSM, they call it BSMD or... You know, this one that involves choking somebody, tying them on chain, slapping, flogging with skin. That's the only sex they can have. So they can have sex with their partner and they're married for years. So we are the one dealing with this on the back end that you don't know. Media, you can get control. <laughs> oh, there are so many stories, so many things. There was a time children of Israel were living, um, going to the promised land, and one guy called Balak wanted to stop them. Is it Balak or Balak? I can't remember now. Wanted to stop them, and he went to call a prophet to come and curse them, and the prophet came, and the prophet could not curse them. And after the prophet would not curse them, because the prophet said, you cannot curse whom God has blessed. But the prophet now told the king, say, look, instead of cursing these guys, because the curse they take, instead of cursing them, send sexual women that are loosely dressed and cool to them. Once they start committing fornication, they will bring a curse on themselves. And that's how they destroy people. They call it the, the doctrine of Balaam. 
to today in scripture because he taught those guys how to curse children of Israel by letting them sin, by bringing seductive women. Still happens today. Seductive women are sent into every church to seduce the, the men of God, seduce the people. It's, it looks funny, but it does happen. It's a scriptural thing. It has been happening from scripture. It still happens still today. People send to offices to seduce people. All right? So if Satan can control the fashion, he can control the mood of people. So something that small is a thing. So art, music, poet, the kind of songs we sing. Do you, does anybody see a difference between the songs they were singing in the days of our parents and the song that's being sung now? Those days of our parents, people are singing about conscious. Conscious music was also raining. You were singing of something that used to happen. Either, oh, respect your parents. You know, it's important to go to school. It's important not to fight. I mean, I can't remember those songs now. I don't want to make a mother of some of those songs. <laughs> you know, they were singing about things. You hear, send down the rain. You hear, but I mean, I do coca. Everybody was singing, you know. They, you know, they were singing about mothers. How powerful mothers are. They sing about hey, they love your papa, love your mama. Something I don't, I don't know those. I don't remember. But the point is that all those times, most of the raining songs, we're trying to pass a message. Compare it to our own songs today. No meaning, no meaning. Apart from shake your bum bum, suffocate them. All those things. <laughs> That's all we're saying now. That's all we're saying. <laughs> That's all we're saying. So you think there's, no, there's nothing there. There's something going on. It's not a joke. So we need more talented, gifted people that can use their musical gifts. And listen, listen. You don't have to sing gospel song. I've said this over. There's no gospel bank. There's no gospel school. So you don't have to. There's gospel school. But you don't have to have, you know, it mustn't be a gospel song. You must become a king to first become a priest. You can sing conscious music. You can sing songs that have meanings. It mustn't be Jesus is Lord. No, it mustn't be so. But you need to know where you're going with what, what you're doing. When you get the followership and become king in the area, you point them to the person that matters. Your skit doesn't have to be gospel skit. No. Not a lot of great things you can do. That makes sense. Hmm. I have to move. Three more or so. Next one is the mountain of religion. Satan too capitalizes on that one a lot. Even though, yes, Christians are a bit doing well there because they have a lot of big ministries and all that. But Satan too capitalizes on that because religion is not necessarily Christianity. So there are a lot of false religion everywhere. Most people don't realize that there's only one way to God. It's clear in Scripture. There's no other name by which men shall be saved. Suppose they say, oh, you know, Christian and other religion, we are all the same. Christian and Muslim are the same. No, we are not. We don't hate them. We, we accept everybody, but we, but we need to be clear about the truth. No one comes to the Father. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I think. There's no one comes to the Father except by me. There is no other name under heaven where men shall be saved. Do you know most Christians don't realize that Jesus is the only way? They are too afraid and too ignorant to be clear on the truth. They say, hey, we are all going through different routes. <laughs> there's no different routes in this thing. It's not Nigerian style. There's no man, no man. This thing is only one way. And they say the way is narrow. It's one. And if you understand what the gospel of the kingdom is, you understand why it's one. It's not because we're just trying to prove superiority. No. Men sinned. Sin had to be paid for. The wages of sin is death. Jesus came to die. So that we can enter. Finish. And why do we think he's, what he's saying is true? No, it's not just because the Bible said it. It's because it happened that the Bible said it. The Bible didn't just say it, then it happened. No, it's because it happened that the Bible said it. So the facts are even there socially. That Jesus came, Jesus died, and resurrected. Most other religions, they, they have where they go and worship their founders. Because their bodies and bones are still there. Christians are the only ones that are clear that our master is not dead. 
Anybody that can promise to wash away your sin, anybody that can promise that you will die and you will resurrect, please follow that person. And make sure you've seen him when he himself died and resurrected. If he himself died and we've not seen him since that time, it's risky to follow him. But the person I'm following, eh, he died and rose up. Scientifically, statistically, anyway, you want to check it, the facts are on ground. That's why I'm following him. That's why. Okay? So religion. Then number six is family. Families on that mountain. Family. Hmm. This is why we do LDM, love that marriage I would do. This is why we push it so much. Because if the families can be right, Satan knows that if he can attack and break families, he can break society. He knows that. He knows that. Most of the counseling I do, most times, some of the challenges are traceable to the fact that the person himself came from a dysfunctional home. So what he can accept and not accept is based on how he was brought up. Satan knows if he attacks the family, things will break down. So family is where culture, that place where culture is determined. All these things are places where culture, culture is the acceptable behavior. That's what culture is. It's acceptable behavior. So all these seven things I'm listing that the areas that shape and form culture. And we as Christians need to now begin to turn it into a mountain of God. Turn it into a kingdom where the kingdom of God reigns. That's what I'm saying. The last one, I will close with this. Education. Education is the seventh one. So, running schools, those that are in academia, those that are intellectuals, we need more of you, more, of, more people like that here. Some of you have the brilliance. You have that academic prowess. You have that gift, that skill. You are professors, you need, or become professors, become lecturers. You need to understand that that is your platform for reconnecting people with God. Because they found out that about 70% of lecturers in places like America are liberalists. They are people that believe you can do anything you like. They have no clear conviction about God. What this means is that Satan knows, because school is one of the major ways culture is formed. All of us go through school, primary school, secondary school, that if you start teaching nonsense from those schools, those children, of course, those of you that live in Canada and America, you know they're already attacking your kids. They've started sharing that you can be man and woman. I mean, man and man can marry. You can, even, you can be any gender you like. Your child can leave your house as a boy and return as a girl. They will help him or her in school to become anything. It's happening now. So they've started sharing textbooks now in primary schools. That is no longer, a family is no longer a man and a woman. The family can be man and man. So these are the places your children will school. So you need to understand. So this is why most churches have schools. So that we can still preserve some sanity. Do you even know? Because some jokers thinks we do those schools for profit. No, 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 no. I've never seen one dime. <laughs> I don't even know how they run financially, how they run the school. We, we operate from our church. It's totally a church school. It had nothing to do with me. My children attend the school and we pay, like every other person. Not a profit run organization at all. It's more about cultural preservation because we leave it for only people that don't have kingdom perspective. They will just accept any curriculum. That's what we're talking about. So this is why we run schools, so that we can put in kingdom, kingdom things in the curriculum. We can put in kingdom agenda in there. Do you know the first, the, the, the four oldest and biggest schools in America were started by Christians, but today they've deviated from it. The four oldest and biggest schools, I'll give you the gist. The four oldest and most prestigious schools were started by Christians or even pastors. The first one is Harvard. Harvard started in 1636. Everybody knows Harvard. 1636. It was started by a man called John Harvard. 
was the principal donor that started the school. He was a pastor. He said, um, he said, um, and that school produced seven presidents. Seven presidents have come out of Harvard. All right? And it was a Christian school when it started. It was a pastor that started, a minister of the gospel. Second oldest school, Williams and Mary School University. These are universities. Started again 1636 by the Anglican Church. By Anglican Church. It has raised three American presidents. Three. Third one is Yale. Yale started 1701. It's ten ministers, congressional ministers that came together to start it. <laughs> it has raised five presidents. Five presidents have come out through there. Five. Today all the schools have deviated. They now teach you can marry man and man. You can do anything. You know, the, most atheists are groomed from schools. Most of you that have done even philosophy or some kind of things in even Nigerian universities, those are first they want to learn how to improve this God. You need to understand what we are saying. The education system controls culture. The fourth one is Princeton. Started 1746. Um, the motto of Princeton is, under God's power, she flourishes. So it's clearly God. Even for the whole America was built under God's understanding, even though they've deviated a lot now. All right? It was established by you know, Presbyterian churches to, to raise their ministers. That was for, that's where they started Princeton for, before it became a proper university. And four presidents, four American presidents have come out of it. Today, they all preach liberalism. They don't preach gospel again. If somebody gets what I'm saying. So, which area are you going to participate? You're a minister of the gospel. You're not a church member. There's no such rule. All of us are called to reconcile men to God. Uh, it's not only Pastor K that is the pastor. You too, you're a pastor. You're a pastor. You're a minister. You're not just here to survive, to eat, to pay your next rent. No, you must, there must be a higher purpose why God gave you life. There must be a higher purpose. That thing you do is not your purpose. That thing you do is your platform. Your purpose is to show forth his praises. You are working hard to become a king so that you can also function as a priest, bridging the gap between men. And God, hallelujah. Were you blessed this morning? Come on, give the Lord a big hand, everybody. Come on, give the Lord a big, big hand. Glory to God. Can we rise to our feet? After we pray for one minute, we're also going to, you know, talk about how we'll break into groups so that you will identify with which of these seven concerns you and you will start fulfilling your ministry. Glory to God. Come on, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus.